The title of my homily this morning is Nine Things That Young People Have Been Taught by the 2016 Presidential Campaign. Nine things that our youth have been taught by the presidential campaign that concluded this past week. What brought this topic to mind were the words of St. Paul in today's second reading from 2 Thessalonians 3. There Paul talks about the good example that he and his companions had set for the Thessalonians when they visited Thessalonica on one of their missionary journeys. Listen again to some of his words. Brothers and sisters, you know how one must imitate us. For we did not act in a disorderly way among you, nor did we eat food received free from anyone. On the contrary, in toil and drudgery night and day, we worked so as not to burden any of you. Not that we do not have the right. Rather, we wanted to present ourselves as a model for you so that you might imitate us. St. Paul and his missionary companions taught the people by their words and, even more importantly, by their deeds. And so the young people of Thessalonica were truly blessed. They had a leader, namely Paul, a spiritual leader, who was a good role model for them and who taught them well. He taught them the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he taught them to take personal responsibility for their lives. He did the latter by working among them and earning his keep. As he said there, in toil and drudgery, night and day we worked, so as not to burden any of you. Unfortunately, the youth of the United States of America were not so blessed during this past presidential campaign. Oh yes, they were taught lessons, a lot of lessons, by the words and the deeds of the two major party candidates, but most of those lessons were not good. I'll give you some examples this morning, nine to be exact. What I'm about to share with you, by the way, is not an exhaustive list. These are just the ones I came up with the other day in about five minutes. There was a big list of them that I could have chosen from. Lesson number one that these candidates taught our young people. It's okay to mislead others so long as your intention is good. Or to put it another way, as long as your cause is noble, noble at least in your own mind, it's okay to lie. Now there's a lesson that'll take them far in this life, right? Lesson number two that our youth were taught this year. Don't take responsibility for your own actions. Rather, always pretend that it's somebody else's fault. Actually, most of our young people had already been exposed to that idea many times. This campaign merely reinforced it. Lesson number three. If you're rich and powerful enough, you can treat women as objects, as objects for your own amusement, and get away with it. 
What a great lesson for young men to learn early on in life. Lesson number four. If you're rich and powerful enough, you can live by your own set of rules. The law of the land will apply to other people, but not to you. In this regard, do you know that one of the presidential candidates actually spoke at an African-American church service in Philadelphia last Sunday? Now, can you imagine what would happen if a Catholic priest invited a politician to do that in a Catholic church at a Sunday Mass? <laughs> the ACLU would be all over that one in a heartbeat. But the ACLU was nowhere to be found last Sunday. Must have all been on vacation. An early Thanksgiving vacation, I guess. Nor were the people in the mainstream media around. No one, it seems, in public life had anything negative to say about this blatant violation of the separation of church and state. But you see, that's because the people at the ACLU and in the mainstream media, they know if you're rich and powerful enough, you can live by your own set of rules. The law of the land will apply to other people, but not to you. This brings us to lesson number five. When you can't argue against something rationally and intelligently, just call your opponent names and make the names as vile as possible. That lesson was pretty much given by the candidates on a daily basis during the campaign. Lesson number six, what's important is not the truth. What's important is winning the argument, or the debate, call it what you will. Lesson number seven, if someone will help you to get what you want, ignore the evil that they do, even if it happens to be selling the body parts of aborted babies for profit. Just pretend it isn't happening. Lesson number eight, calumny, which is the telling of slanderous lies about another person, and detraction, which is telling the sins and the faults of another person. Calumny and detraction are useful tools. They're useful tools to help you get what you want. So use them. By all means, use them. And if you can get your friends to join you in the calumny and detraction, all the better. Get them on board as well. After all, what are friends for? And finally, there's this one, which in a certain sense sums up a lot of the others. All's fair, if you say it's fair. Let me conclude my homily now with two requests. First of all, a message for the parents here present. Please, 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 talk to your children about this. Have a conversation with your children about what's going on in our country politically in the last seven months or so. That is so important. The lessons I just shared with you are some of the underlying messages 
that the events of this presidential campaign have given to all of us. And young people, and even not so young people, are negatively influenced by these messages, whether they're conscious of it or not. You see, these messages are part of the cultural atmosphere that young men and women are breathing in every day. And it's toxic. It's incredibly toxic. They need you to help them get a healthy perspective on it all. They need you to help them understand that sometimes adults don't act like adults. They need you to help them understand that there's a better way, a more virtuous way, to deal with conflict and disagreements in this life. So please, parents, talk with your children. And secondly, and just as importantly, please remember to pray for our president-elect. Pray that he will be a good leader, a moral leader, a unifying leader. Pray that he will enact laws that respect the dignity of every human person from natural conception to natural death. In other words, pray that he will be a much better president than he was a presidential candidate.